welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your host, Scott Berry. Hello, and welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast. As always, my name is Scott Berry, and today we have one of our absolute favorite guests who have been with us many, many, many times, Ray Doctor. Ray, how are you doing today? Amazing. It's an amazing day. We're just getting into fall and uh, the colors are just absolutely beautiful. And I'm, I, for one, am absolutely welcoming it. And you're up in Ashland, Oregon. I'm looking at the Japanese maple tree right in front of my house, changing colors. Yeah, it's for, uh, I live in an area where I'm surrounded by trees and uh, the, seeing the, the changing of the colors is pretty amazing. I didn't get that in California or like this. There's something beautiful about what the the changing and the the changing of the seasons, what it does to one's psyche and just being able to like flow with Mother Earth is such a beautiful thing. I agree. I love we get all four seasons here. Well, Ray, I always appreciate you bringing your insight and your perspective and your intelligence to the show. We've talked a lot about personal empowerment, development, a lot about relationships. You have a ton of history with that. And I'll I'll also link a lot of the past episodes in the show notes. What I really want to tap into your brain today is talking about solo parenting and how that intermixes with dating and love life and the integration of those two entities together. And I know that you have a beautiful partner, Nicole. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have a beautiful son, Max, and you've really been in that world for the last few months or the last few years. And so I'd love to maybe pick your brain a little bit on what are some of your thoughts for someone who is maybe going into a relationship, maybe just starting out the dating scene or have been have been in a relationship for a little bit and trying to figure out best practices on how to like integrate the two people to a, to a harmonious relationship together. So why don't we start off by maybe you giving just a, a little bit of background and where you're at, and then we'll kind of jump off from there. So thank you. Well, it was different for me. It was, it was probably harder in some ways and also easier. And when I say harder is that I I'm a solo parent and I haven't had much of a co-parent. Max showed up when he was five and a half months old. So that meant that I wasn't there part of the pregnancy. I didn't know I even had a child. So all suddenly I had a son show up. I am an entrepreneur. And for me to make this work, I had elderly parents who've now passed away. I didn't have friends who had kids. So it wasn't like I could just go right out to the community to help me. I had to figure it Mm. out. Being an entrepreneur and running my business, I did look at this almost the same way. All right, I make this amount of money. I can afford this. In order to practice self-care, show up for my son, and do all the things that I need to do, how do I make this work? And as an example, and I'm just running right into this, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that I'm preparing, I was preparing his bottles when I also wanted to eat, wanted to eat. So I hired a meal prep service to provide healthy organic food to be delivered to me. So I didn't have to do that and I could just maybe focus on making things for him and I could eat with him because I can pull it out of the refrigerator. 
that's an example. It saved me a lot of time. That also meant getting my clothes washed and other things that where it took up, it could take up three to six hours a week as a, a business owner and parent. So I started eliminating redundancies and exchanges, which took me away from things I really wanted to do, such as I love to work. I loved hanging out with my son. I wanted to do the fun things. And because I was able to see it objectively, it wasn't like I was, and also I was a solo parent. I didn't have the ex. She wasn't an ex, by the way, but I didn't have that co-parent there. I didn't really have to have those conversations that a lot of people have as solo parents. What does he feel about it? What does she feel about it? What is, are they going to talk? Is this going to go smooth or not? I was on my own. So that's where it was easier, but I didn't, I could not rely on anybody. So as a solo parent, I spend probably more time with my son than two parents put together because Mm. of how I run my life. Interesting, huh? So it's, it's kind of like more like this is a new world. And this is not handing my son off to a a nanny full time. This is just meaning that I work from home. So he was able to see me. It was also where I eliminated a lot of things that take a lot more time so I could do the things that I love. And what happens with new parents, whether they are in a coupleship or single, they have this idea that they're supposed to love laundry, cleaning, that parenting, say, becomes natural and if you don't like it you just do it no it shows up in your body (laughs) that's that resistance is there a lot of times when couples are together and they're doing things that they don't like they're no longer going to the gym as much they're not doing things that help them feel good and vibrant alive and they get stuck in a role of parenting they lose themselves and therefore they're not attracted to themselves or their partner which kind of opened up a whole can of worms for other people going Is that what happened to my relationship? But I knew this stuff going into this because of my line of work. I've seen what has destroyed marriages. I've seen what has destroyed sexual attraction and excitement. I've seen couples try to do this whole contrived, we're going to have a date night on Wednesday. But if both people are tired, if they're not doing things for themselves anyway, when they show up, it's still forced. And if anything, they maybe just want to sleep. So date nights could work, but more often it doesn't if it's not natural. So when people start forgetting to do the things that are most natural to them, it kills their sexual attraction towards each other and that excitement and, and so forth. So as a single parent raising a child, I recognize I'm still an individual. I'm still yeah. a man outside of being yeah. a father. And my mm. son has also heard me say, yes, I love you so much, mm. but I don't always love being a parent. I love being your dad, but I don't like the parenting role all the time. And you have that straightforward, mm-hmm. honest conversations with him. Yeah. And he gets it. I, to my best wow. ability, I, I talk about whole, that. I go, here's a cup. But I, I go, imagine this is the mask and container. And when you yeah. have me to clean up a mess or you want me to do things, or I have to watch you, I'm filling up this container. I'm holding this space for you. And sometimes I don't want to hold that. I want to just throw that cup out. I want to play just like you. Mm. So he gets that. More and more he gets that. I'm like, I go, me being agitated is not directed towards you. 
It's that in this moment, I want to just be Ray. I just want to play my guitar. I just want to have fun. Yeah. I think it goes back to that whole saying of being spiritually selfish, the put the mask on first before you put the mask on your child so you have more to give. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like for even a lot of, besides just solo parents, but even new parents that are in couplehood, that there's almost this guilt or expectation that 100% of your energy and effort and time needs to go directly with the child, even if it's at the sacrifice of your own health, of the marriage, of all these other things. And you say you end up going on a date night to spark that intimacy. And it's like, I just need to sleep so Mm -hmm. I can actually fill myself back up. Yes, And it sounds like, is is that kind of what you're saying? Oh yeah. And it wasn't like I nailed it right away as an example. I, when I did live in California, the mother of my child would see him every other weekend. That wasn't enough. I didn't know that until I moved to Ashland. So, and she's moving up here hopefully in February or March. And uh, so when I would drive him really far, it was like up to almost four hours of driving due to traffic, which I never have here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I would rush back. It was my weekend. And it was like, I want to go out and play and so forth. I remember smoking pot just to like drop right into my feminine because I just become comical right away. But when I was going out and I was hanging out with my friend Mina, she noticed that I was swearing a lot. She noticed this passive aggressive energy and Hmm. we recognized like, oh, I'm trying to force myself to have fun because I'm out on a Friday night. And when I would smoke the pot, what it was doing, it was lifting my filters and a lot of that kind of tension and resentment Mm -hmm. or things that were stuck in my body were, were coming out in conversations. So then I went, oh, on Fridays, after I drop off Max, I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to go to sleep mm-hmm. early. I'm going to, going to rest. Then I'd go out on Saturday. Whole different experience. I learned that through, through this process. And that was an example where I was trying to like make myself be happy and Mr. Outgoing. My body was tired. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like just the whole process of honoring your yourself mm-hmm. and being able to, to to give more to Max. Now, are you able to relay that to him in, in so much to, so that you're saying, I want to be with you, I want to be there for you, but dad's got to sleep or dad's got to go to the gym or dad just needs a break to... At what point does he kind of understand that or do you start oh. having those conversations oh, with him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So like, let's jump into the dating thing. That will be a... Because it happened recently. So Max absolutely loves Nicole and Nicole loves Max. So they have a really good relationship. In fact, he is coupled more with her than probably mm-hmm. any other woman I've seen. And so they have that. And then also she has a son, Yeshua, who's closer to age and they play together and so forth. However, she will drop him off every every other week with the father. So she has a a week without him, a week on, a week off. And that's the arrangement. When he's not around, she will come over. And there's been times we're cuddling where... He's trying to get in, get in on the cuddling with her. It's kind yeah. of funny. It's yeah. really, or, or yeah, he's, it's he tries to get attention to where he's getting tired, where he's doing things. And instead of me cutting, cuddling with Nicole, I'm cleaning up a mess or I'm redirecting. And he has seen me get frustrated where he has seen that come out and where he's kind of impinging on my space. Now, most parents, 
and experts will would ask these types of questions such as is he jealous are you giving enough attention are you there there are all these these questions that they'll ask which is understandable however i also have been far more effective with max by sharing this and it's I go, what would it be like if you and Yesha were playing and I kept opening up the door and I kept checking on you and I just blocked that flow or I try to talk to you when you're saying something funny. I wouldn't like that. And I said, well, that's kind of what happens when you keep interrupting Nicole and I. It, I'm not <sighs> mad at you, but it blocks the flow in our connection. So I give him real time experiences in which he can embody in his own body because he's experienced it, say, before. And so a lot of times adults will parentify their kids or they'll try to use examples when they can't even reference that yet because they're not Mm -hmm. holding space for a, their own pet dog, or they're not still the parents is involved. So they, so you just give them examples to your best ability and then you just see kind of what happens and more, more and more, he's pretty cool about it and we don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I, love what you just said there because it sounds like so many parents will avoid the conversation to have that conversation with them because it's almost too much of an adult topic or conversation for them to actually grasp and what you're saying is no have that conversation with them but bring it down in a way that that's digestible and relatable to them so they can kind of understand on a fundamental level right like hey yeah you're playing i'm gonna stick my head in like every two minutes you guys are trying to play xbox or you guys are trying to play whatever how does that feel and it sounds like you ask him that how does that feel how would you feel if i was to do that and he can understand that yeah What's interesting that's coming up for me is that when I didn't have kids and I dated a woman named Marcy who had two kids, they punctured a hole into a bing bag and those little white particles were, were on the floor. First yeah. time, not a big deal. I went into the room, cleaned it up. They did it a second time, like as if it was, they did it on purpose and I cleaned it up. We went out, we came back. And in the room, it was all over the place. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, and so, yes, Marcy was probably a more permissive parent. And I'm still very close to her children. However, what I learned from her was this. She said, you know, doesn't those white things look and feel like snow? And I oh, said, wow. yes. And she said, what if like that was really fun to play with and that they they don't even know what it's like to clean. In other words, here I felt as though my narrative that they should be more considerate or I have to clean it should be enough for them to not want to do it. It wasn't because I'm the one who's saying that this is hard for me, but they're not, they're not, they can't connect that because they're just thinking, we're just playing. Why don't you play in the snow too? Yeah. So a lot of times parents will think that kids are dismissing them or not good listeners. It's really important for parents to come down to their level and be childlike and just be, what would that feel like if I were a child and I don't have a reference point and I'm unaware of how the world works. So, so jumping off of that, if you, say that you were upset and you didn't want them to maybe destroy the furniture again or learn to clean up the mess afterwards, but you didn't want to dismiss 
that mm-hmm. childlike connection because it it sounds to me like a lot of the times in their in their mind they might not even be thinking I'm necessarily doing something wrong but this is just fun and look it could look like snow and like mm-hmm. yeah we're just playing mm-hmm. so how would you approach that situation now right so you want to teach them kind of an adult lesson but not dismiss where they're at well several things there's different approaches so the number one is this even if I was were direct with them and said we're not doing this, I don't see them as if I dismiss their livelihood and they're going to be damaged. That they're going to need okay. to learn how to honor boundaries in future adult relationships, including on the playground. So I recognize that it's important for them to understand boundaries. So if they get their feelings hurt, also it's important for them to learn how to to be able to be in discomfort and because life is not always comfortable. So there's yeah. that. So that's if I were just to be black or white, no, okay? And that's how I learn, by the way. And I don't get my feelings hurt often, okay? Number two, it would be join them. All right, we're going to do this in a garage, but we're all going to clean up together. It could have been done that way. Number three, it's telling them that if you're going to do this, you have to also clean up because that's the part I would have to do. And if they say no... That I would say, well, what am I supposed to, am I supposed to say yes to the mess? So it just kind of gets them to the experience of what it would be like. And of hmm. course, this happened once before. Brinley wrote on the walls and I gave her some, a cleaning product in a rag. And she was, she had this frowning face. Yeah, I want to do this. And she was like <laughs> barely four years old. And I said, yeah, yeah it sucks, yeah. doesn't it? I go, I don't like doing it either. I don't want to make you do that. And it was like, she well, she never wrote on a wall again. So. It's interesting because you almost mentioned like that. I don't like doing that either. Mm-hmm. So it almost doesn't give me pain or pleasure to have mm-hmm. you do this. I mm-hmm. wish this wasn't even done, but it has to get done. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Yeah. I would love for you to maybe talk a little bit about you have you have had a lot of time with Max as mm-hmm. just you and Max. Like he's mm-hmm. been your, your little partner in crime mm-hmm. for so long. What do you say for people just going onto the dating scene that are single parents or maybe just starting to merge the, the kids with the prospective partner protectiveness and being like protective of max or being protective even of the possible new partner and the hesitation of like bringing them in and maybe not getting people's emotions or feelings hurt what would you say to that and what was your experience about the protectiveness of the situation so when you ask me questions scott i go a lot deeper (laughs) i wrote i and i made this video that did really well it was the seven things to do dating as a new guy. And I was like, where, where do I have the notes here? But I'm just going to try to throw it out there. And the video did really well. So number one, it's this, it is the, the biggest priority is your children and how they feel and how they make sense of any experience. So what I mean by that is a father or mother dating is not the issue. It's what they experience, how they internalize that experience, like how they make sense okay. about that. 
So it doesn't okay. matter what you think, it's how they process information. So okay. that's okay. number one. Number two yeah. is that most couples who end a relationship typically are still upset with each other. And if you mm. are a solo parent where it's like the guy never showed up, because that's a common story here in Ashland, that there's a lot of single, single women here. <clears throat> Your anger, your angst, or your frustration with your ex could be showing up also in your emotional body with yeah. your kids. So what they experience with a new person showing up or the possibility of someone showing up is also possibly your own anxiety. So what this means right. is this, is that for parents to be able to date in the healthiest way, they have to feel good about themselves, no matter what. That creates the safety of change. Bottom line. So I, like, for example, I have a couple who's about to, they're getting a divorce. And right now we're creating, think about a, a family that's fighting and sh there's all kinds of shit kind of going on. And then they tell the kids, we're going to get a divorce, but don't worry about it. We'll just be in separate homes. And they're not believing it because they're not experiencing it. So it's almost as if you're pushing a kid off the Grand Canyon versus the parents start getting along more like friends. They start moving the energy into what's best for co-parenting. And they're calm and they're calmer. Their nervous system is more, is more relaxed to where they feel safe with, with themselves as individuals. And they feel safe about the journey that they're going to take their kids on. Then they share the experience with the kids. Then it's like the kids are just kind of jumping off a little hill. It's just a little bit of a change because mom and dad seem to be okay. Mom and dad seem to be mm. able to love each other. Of course, that could be confusing for the kids because they're thinking, well, you guys are getting along. Yes, we're getting along because we still love each other. We love you. So it's really taking personal responsibility and working on yourself to make sure that you know you're okay. And the way that you communicate about your ex is at least neutral. Because if it's not, and you bring in another person, what ends up happening is a lot more messiness. It's not because there's a new person being introduced. It's that you just now introduce someone else into your, your shadows and your own drama and things you haven't worked out. Okay. I, I think you just hit on a really important subject that I want you to dive a little bit deeper into. So the baseline is neutrality to have that neutral base. But if there's still some, some, some grayness or some stickiness there with his viewpoint, how do you rectify that? If maybe one of the partners left, is it, is it based on how you're projecting your feelings and your interactions toward the ex or the yes. situations and both. Okay. Yes. Both. Yeah. Cause it, it's not really your child's business to know that. However, it could be your child's business. If you communicate in the best way without judgment, as an example, I'm without pretty judgment. close. Yeah. I'm pretty close to yeah. Max's mom, but we have, she's now shifting, but we did have completely different lifestyles and that meant people she attracted to her sure. life to diet and, and so forth so of course yeah, i yeah. was the complete polar opposite so mm. he would see me like bring her food or sometimes seem more stressed about something and i might say your mom has this different life habits that 
I'm not in agreement with, but that's just her choice. But I'm not going to say your mom is bad and I'm a better parent. It's just, just I want you to notice why it is that I might do this or that, or sometimes I seem frustrated. As an example, when she was not very stable, she is now. Well, I'll give you an example. When he first came to my life, she moved eight times within the first year and a half. She was very unstable. So he had seen my tension when I'm about to drop him off and she's late. She's not there. He would sense my frustration. And I wouldn't say your mom is bad. I would say that I just wish your mom would be here. When I wait, it does create a little bit more stress for me because I got to get back to work. I need to do these things. This is more matter of fact. And I am very authentic with him. And he has also said, yeah, my mom struggles a lot more getting out of the house. More matter of fact, we have such an yeah. open relationship. It's not that person's an asshole and you're the better parent. It's that this is life. This is people. So my son now is aware of just different archetypes. He's aware of different life habits. So he doesn't, he sees most things from a place of neutrality. He just sees it as change. And he's obviously going to have his own preferences. So like, for example, yeah. he, he wants to live with me. He loves what I have to offer, but I'm sure that he might be more attracted to go there sometimes because there's maybe less rules. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it sounds like a lot of they're, they're picking up obviously a lot on, on how you're feeling about the situation. And then mm -hmm. so play devil's advocate, what do we do? What would you say to someone who's maybe listening to this in a very similar situation and says, well, that's great for you, but you don't know my ex. My ex is such an asshole. She is such a bitch. And they're so frustrated. They've been so scarred and mm -hmm. so hurt that it's like, I don't even know how I can get myself to be somewhat loving to that situation or non-judgmental to that person. I, I just can't do it because I'm just, I'm so frustrated with the yeah. situation or what had happened and what they had done. And it just, and, and it's almost like they use that as an outlet because they're so frustrated that they almost need to kind of vent a little bit. Otherwise they're going to explode. And unfortunately the child just kind of gets wrapped up in some of that dialogue. Yeah. Well, I got a response, real quick response. And that's this yeah. is how you feel about your ex and sharing about it, venting about it more important than how it can impact your child negatively for the rest of his or her life. That's so, a big one. Yeah. Number two, it's if he were never to change and this is it, would you want to show up as a victim consistently in front of your mm -hmm. child or would you want to be empowered anyway? Because your child's going to face assholes one day as well. Number right. three, yeah. I understand your ex might not be pain, but I also don't understand why it is that you're expecting it and allowing yourself to be re-victimized by his promises that he's going to come through with. What part of you is not able to accept his shortcomings and step up anyway, even if you're doing 80 to 90% of the work? And I can honestly say that because I haven't taken a dime from Max's mother. In fact, when she had him full time, I was paying for his, his, his 
daycare because I wanted him to be in a healthier environment. I didn't care about if I was doing more, paying for more. I was doing it for the child. Yeah. So it's not about being fair. It's about what is fair to the child and you have control to make better. And that yeah. I did because I made more money. I don't, it, it, yeah. I, why would I take it personally? Like that, if anything, it's sad. Wow. It's just, I hear this more from women about men. He doesn't even want to know. He doesn't ask questions and so forth. I, I just say, isn't it really sad that he is so disconnected to himself that he cannot recognize this miracle and this gift? I understand. Yeah. Why doesn't he, even if he doesn't like want to do this type of work, like isn't it amazing or just strange that he he's not aware that just a little bit of effort could bring so much love to the home and to his child. Yes, it's maybe something that he never witnessed. Therefore, he doesn't know how to model it. Model it, and it's not about you feeling sorry for him. It's yeah. it's more than anything else. It's moving into deeper level of compassion and recognizing, hey, this guy is just never going to fucking show up. So I've got to do that. I got to step out of victimhood, and I need to move into empowerment to become that like superhuman mom or dad. Bottom line. Yeah. What, so what comes up to me when you, when you talk about that is, is, is one, the, the level of forgiveness judgment that you have to step into sometimes for the, for, for the sake of your child, even though you could have reference point and reasoning and justification all day long to to bad mouth. And I mean, you can be right all day long and you could go out with certain friend groups that one just go blah, 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 blah. Look at this and look what he did and look what she did. And they could all be like, Oh, that asshole. Mm -hmm. Oh man, look at the, like, you are so right to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that just, that doesn't benefit the situation. That doesn't benefit your child. And man, you want to talk about really having a kind of a warrior journey in forgiveness and non-judgment. I mean, that's a whole thing onto itself, right? For the benefit of, of the child and yourself as well. And let me and then, share something, Scott. It only gets yeah. better. I, I'm going to tell you how, why it only gets better. So first yeah. off, I'm the godparent of his mom's new child with another oh, wow. man. So yeah. she, her oh. and Eric chose me as that. So that's how they respect me and look up to me. And they think they, like she says, you're a, an amazing parent. Like I... So mm, that's just how I show up. Max says the same thing. His mom says the same thing. I don't need them to say that. It just, it's just how I show up. It made the best. It made everything work out. Now people might say, well, you're fortunate. If I, I don't want to like share so much of her story, but she had been misdiagnosed, but let's just say she was diagnosed with a, a mental disorder to, I can say all these other things that other people have experienced to, to even this, the way that I actually got Max was this. So when I was attempting to get him full time, just because she was not doing too well, she pushed yep. back, she pushed back. And of course my lawyer said, you could do this and that. I'm like, but that's, that's not love. That's manipulation. And that yeah. always bounces back at yeah. you. And three, four months after that, 
she called me up. She said, yeah, we need to talk. But she said, I want to talk about Max and this arrangement. And what had happened was she was, she was robbed at gunpoint, basically had a gun to her head while holding my son. Now, not a lot of people know about that story. Wow. And she was shooken up and she said, I don't know what it is, but I attracted that and you're a safer parent. That's all that, that happened without going to court or anything. And I didn't judge her. I didn't, it was just more like, and when I share that with people, most people, they'll go into, you're lucky she didn't, he didn't get shot to like, what is she, like this whole blame, this whole, yeah. like the worst case yeah. scenario. And then and yeah. I'm there, I'm like, are you aware that I didn't have to go to through a custody battle and I have this beautiful child? Are you aware that her and I yeah. get along? Are you aware that like you've attracted shit? I've attracted shit. Are you aware that we all have been in our shit and have acted our worst? Like, sure. Yeah. According to third dimensional reality, it's like a gun is very dangerous. Well, I would say, well, it's even maybe more dangerous because that nothing happened is perpetual emotional abuse. That's not yeah. spoken about. There's yeah. many things that we can talk about that are dangerous including the worst and unhealthy divorce. So we can go there. So it's not one or the other. It's just recognizing that what is the best way to embrace these things that happen to create the best situation for the child. And here's the funny thing. Max brought that up about 10 months after the experience. He said, there are these gorillas because he, they were wearing masks, like a black hat, whatever, there's these, these gorillas that I think they took mom's purse. And I looked at him. I said, is that what you remember? He said, yeah. I go, were you afraid? He's like, no. I go, I, and that was it. His impression was gorillas took his mom's purse. That's how innocent it was to him. And what's interesting, because had you have held on to that resentment or your version of the story would have been one more negative and harsh, you would have actually reframed his entire experience of it and and that wouldn't have been his his recollection of it and that's what would have carried on and carried on and carried on yeah right now you're getting yeah. what happens to most adults i work with it's not yeah. the experience itself it's how they were told about the experience it was the interpretation yeah yeah you just yeah, got absolutely it. he doesn't remember yeah. anything of it and what he did remember of it was gorillas which is hilarious yeah yeah yeah. I don't know if you recognize it at the time. You're like, all right, beautiful. That's great. I'll take it. This actually, when he brought it up 10 months later, I laughed at him. I didn't have any reaction at all because yeah. I was in a space of the new now moment that my son was living full time and embracing yeah. that. Yeah. And then so coming into your integration with Nicole, it sounds like Max obviously has it's for someone so young his emotional IQ seems really high and he's just a very well-adjusted child. Did you have, well, I'd love to talk a little bit about your experience as like when you started to integrate into the point where it's like, Oh, well, daddy's dating somebody else and there's someone he's wanting to spend a lot of time with and kind of how that integration took place and then maybe some tips that you would recommend to new single parents kind of coming into that stage. 
okay. conversations you have. And Yeah, so I, most couples will not introduce their kids to the new person right away. And there's like this idea because there'll be insecurities, jealousy to they don't, they only have a mom or dad. And the way that I've seen it work for me and other people is that I have female friends anyway. So my son doesn't know the difference of like some of those interactions. And so obviously I'm not kissing the woman in front of Max, which is also the same thing I did with Max when Nicole was around because I wanted to feel into it first also, but not just that. I want to see how she, how she would be with him. So there's, there's this holding off with the partner and yet the partner isn't very good with kids. Maybe they're not very connected or the, the child is not, there's something there. I feel it's important to figure that out right away. Like I know people are going to disagree with this, but I know many would agree with this getting married and never having sex. And then yeah. you go in a bedroom and it's just absolutely awful. Awful. Right. Well, now yeah. you're married. So there, there's gotta be, there's healthy conversations before all that, all that happens and healthy parents typically will do some healing. And then yet there's many who right away go out, hook up, they do the rebound thing. But if there's anything they can implement in this process would be that there's going to be a space for mom or dad or boyfriend or girlfriend. And that it's where there's conversations with a child. Like, what would it feel like to be me be with someone else? Have the conversation mm-hmm. in, it depends on what age they are, but what would it look like to have mom and dad be around another man or woman? What would that be like? And they'll start sharing with you. They won't hold back. It depends on what, what age they are as well, like yeah. how much they're able to share. Yeah, yeah. They might not have a response. You try to open it up to a three or four year old, they they don't know they don't even know why you're asking the question, maybe. They just can't. Yeah. So but so you might use cartoons, you might use references, and there's now so much media out there that helps parents to kind of like show like a reference point of what that would be like. And of course the conversation might be like then what happens to mommy or daddy? And it might be, well, that means they love you and this other person might love you too. It's like kind of like you're, you're yeah. introducing that. And so you might even say, what, what would you need to know or, or experience so you feel safe that you still have your relationship with mommy and daddy? If I were to have a boyfriend or girlfriend, what would, and they might be, well, it, they, they, some kids will say, I would want to know this. There's, you know, let's meet on a playground first. Can I like, if I like them or not, them or not? Like it could be something that they're conspiring with the parents to do. There's not this separation. Therefore, there's full transparency at the level which they understand that yeah. they feel they're authentically there. They don't feel pushed aside and all of a sudden there's a stepmother they dislike that's there, which I've heard that story. Most adults I work with talk about these situations in a negative way because of the lack of transparency. The lack of transparency, not being involved with the process of new dating. So that foundation is very important. So the child is aware one day mom and dad are going to be around new men and women. And then you do that out in a playground. You do it in spaces where it's more open. So that date is not the focal point. It's more like he's an extension of this playtime. See how that flows. Let the child get used to that type of energy. And also what you might see is some potential red flags. Oh my God, this guy is horrible with children. You know, but like with Max, there's, there's, a few people I was interested in, and I can tell that they're they're kind of more the entrepreneur type of women who didn't have kids spe- for a specific reason, which was fine. But I yep. noticed that that them being able to step that mother role, which I wanted a little bit more love, 
what's it going to happen? And I ended yeah. some relationships very early on knowing that, oh, they're not, I don't need a mother. He has a mother already. But I go, I want Max to at least be around a woman who, who loves like the, the parenting role, even sure. though it's not her own child. So I'm very clear. Yeah. I, I make it about him because if I don't, I'll feel it anyway. So yeah. I might as well deal with what's present now. I have, I've had so many, there's so many schools of thought and I'm not a parent. There's some of the conversations that I've had where they won't even bring up that there's anybody else even in their life until they get to a point where they've dated them long enough. And there's like, oh, now you've passed this line. Mm -hmm. Now I can almost introduce you like not all at once, but okay. Now we, we get to introduce you as like, Hey, mommy and daddy, or mommy is now dating this guy or daddy's dating this girl. And like, it comes in this way. And it sounds like some of your interactions, like you kind of bring him in as like a friend and like, this is daddy's friend and feminine energy. In, and then you got to kind of play with that first and let him get comfortable with that. Well, some people might not agree with this, but our friends would, and that's this. If you're having sex with another person, you're bringing the energy home. So they become mm, part of that anyway. That's interesting. Bottom line. So if, if, if mom is coming home with a happier smile on her face, it might be good for the kids to kind of know that she's starting to see someone's bringing light into her life and she's bringing more joy home. Start connecting to, you know, that experience. They don't need to know that you're having sex, but they're feeling some type of shift as well as when you're bummed out. So yeah, it's like, what would point. you rather them feel that you're bummed out because of them versus just an awful date? You don't have to share the details of a date or they might not even know what a date is, but it's okay to say, I, you know, I met a friend, I had an experience where there was just some things didn't work out. And that's what happens sometimes when we meet, meet two people, meet new people. Sometimes when we meet interesting people, sometimes we meet people we don't like, but that's okay. No different than so-and-so that you don't want to be friends with. And that's all. It's just, it doesn't, they don't even know that's supposed to be sexual, that you're looking for a potential partner, but that you met something and met someone and that there was an exchange of energy and that's what's showing up your body and you're just still working through it. And it teaches them that it normalizes for them also that they're going to sometimes take on shit too. And that's okay. That is, that is such a good point. I know we're coming to the end of the hour here, but yeah. I just well, I want to touch on that for a minute because from what I understand and the feedback that I've gotten is that kids, especially younger kids, are they're so intuitively and energetic connected to you that it's less what you say a lot of times, but it's like they can feel, right? Uh -huh. So you're out there and you may be having sex with someone. It's just like they know, like they know uh -huh. something's different. They may not know what it is, but uh -huh. they know something's different. Mm -hmm. with you and something's going on there's a shift right for whether you're sad or maybe you're like happier and more energetic and i think even acknowledging that like hey i've got some other things going on here's some of the reasons why daddy's so happy or like well, here's here's why daddy's so sad it almost makes them probably feel more trusted and more safe because they already feel it mm -hmm. and now they can tie maybe something a little bit to it i guess you don't have to be incredibly transparent but they're feeling it. Like they know they, they can tell. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share something about her family. And it, it's just to demonstrate what happens when children are not given information. So here in Ashland, most of the schools or many of the private schools are Waldorf based. And the philosophy is that 
you don't give much information. Like you don't have these adult conversations and that you kind of want these children to be empty so they can kind of discover life on our own and be more creative. However, they are exposed no matter what to other kids on the playground. They will see still social media where there's a mommy and daddy They're They're still connected to information. And she has a son where he would have these breakdowns about the, that she, they weren't together, her and her, her, the father. Now her and the father were only together for three months. They were not really together that long. She has a very interesting experience as well, but he created this idea by him coming and going or whatever, as if they were together and as if there was this big breakup versus they've been apart most of the time. And so he started crying and he would have these things like, I don't know why you and mom, you're not, you and daddy not together. He created this. She finally heard him say this stuff. And yet her ex is engaged and unhappy with another person. And here she is happy with me. So here both of his parents are happy with other people. And yet he's going into space that his life is wrong or there's something missing because mommy and daddy are not in the same house. Mm. He created this. And then I stepped in. (laughs) I stepped in. I said, how do you know that is the source of what you feel? I go, what if mommy and daddy were unhappy? In fact, they were fighting. And I, and I said, I go, would you be happy? He's like, no. I said, well, that's actually why they made this choice and they're happy. And I started giving narratives, the reason why they did this. So he's actually happier. Now he doesn't go there anymore, but also I'm trying to help him go into that space that's within himself, such as source that whether it's a child or an adult, we have this idea that I'll give you an example. I have many people will come to me, adults and say, I became this way because my parents got divorced. And then what ends up happening in the conversation is this. Oh, they didn't talk to me. I just didn't understand. And I created this idea of this and that. So, and of course, that adult that I work with, you know, moves past that and is healed. Here's a little child who possibly could have created that narrative as well. And then see a therapist 20 years down the road and say, this happened because of blah, blah, blah. No, it would have happened because of a lack of transparency. You can share information without saying negative things. You can share information in a more matter of fact way and give that child the guidance of perspectives Mm. and that this is how we problem solve. And this is what we thought was the best thing for the greater whole. What a great skill set. Is that something that you, because I feel like that, that right there to be able to have that tool and that skill set that alone can just it could it could add such benefit to a child's life and it's just something that we're just not necessarily taught Mm -hmm. and i love the fact that you're doing that kind of work with your clients because it is it oh it it sounds like it's just so needed um yeah thank you for doing that That, i mean that's fantastic and i appreciate you sharing that that you would like to close and leave us with before we before we shared off i love what you just said and i'm gonna link to 
if you have that video <laughs> you were talking about uh, earlier, I'd love to link to that as well. Okay, okay I'll um, it's still up there somewhere on my YouTube channel. Pay yeah, I'll be much. sure. I'll be sure to put it in the show notes. But if there's any other any other thing that just kind of came up for you to, to share with parents, I could that, that could help with any kind of conversation or integration or anything that you would leave that's coming up for you right now. Yeah. So I could imagine when people hear me communicate, some can have a reaction. They might say, "Oh, you've been doing this a long time." It could be like I fucked up, like meaning that I, I wish I would have done it differently. And what I want to say is this, none of us were given a manual. None of us were given a manual. And what we're discovering now, new things, not only about medicine and in the world of psychology, we're discovering that the brain really is malleable and that we're able to reframe our stories and our biology will follow that. And that we truly can create a new version of ourselves. And we don't have to be the totality of our past. And so the more transparency that parents exercise with their kids, the more openness and freedom they're going to have, the more autonomy, the more personal responsibility they're going to take, whether you got a divorce or not. And if you're uncomfortable with transparency and being authentic, work on that alone. That's it. You don't have to have a problem with your husband or wife. Yeah. Uh, you can have a great relationship yeah. with your child. However, you might be be able to improve it also by working with a coach or therapist to step into a greater level of authenticity. Because I have to yeah. tell you, like, it has only benefited my son. Oh, he's never even had, like, a timeout. Like, he doesn't get into trouble. Like, he he just listens really well. And he's not afraid of things. He's extremely confident. Because he's involved with it, even though he looks up to me as a father and more aware of things that he kind of understands how life can work and that he feels safe to be a creator, helping Mm. children feel safe to be a creator of the realities that they prefer. That's really beautiful. It, it's funny. It reminds me, one of my favorite movies I just watched is Captain Fantastic. Oh, my and God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you've never seen that movie, yeah, yeah. there's there's an authentic piece about being just real with your children. It doesn't have to mean you go into specific details, but it's like, hey, I'm feeling this. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can choose at what level you want to play that game with how much you want to share. But there's just such a there's just such a beautiful synergistic relationship that you can have with your child just by being real with them and just yes. being authentic with them. And there's just, and it's not it, the anti playbook in which we've kind of been given mm-hmm. for so long of like, Hey, we're up here and they're down here and there's, there's all this hierarchy and it's a, yeah. Scott, what's interesting about that is that you brought that up and I've seen that movie about six times. I yeah. highly recommend it to other parents and people. Now yeah. the guy is a little fanatical, in some yeah. ways, but honestly, <laughs> my, yeah. my parenting style is very similar to his. Like meaning that my son knows how to handle a knife. Now he knows how to shoot a bow and arrow. He knows how to communicate. He's not ostracized for swearing. He knows yeah. how to swear in certain, like he has social acuity, when to and not to. I mean, he has pretty amazing life skills. He's creative. He's innocent. And just like the children in that movie, if you see it, where they were able to, you remember when a child starts stabbing the, cause his mother died and stabbing the wood and his father yeah. just holds that space yep. to mm-hmm. even 
more matter of fact, like the other, the, they're trying to like, the other family was like saying that, oh, she just died. And he says, no, she committed suicide because she was struggling with emotions. Matter yeah. of fact, I communicate yeah, matter, that. Matter of a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I've raised Max that way to the T. Yeah. He knows things about his mom's struggle, my struggle, everything. Like where we, I talk to him about it, such as if he's seen me blow up, I won't go. I did this because you did this, Max. I'll say, Max, typically when I'm more relaxed, I'm able to handle that more. But I'm impatient because my nervous system's overstimulated. I'm more reactionary. So I behave this way. I speak this way when I'm not taking care of myself. It's not your fault. The way that you can meet me is to just be aware of maybe listening the first time or just maybe notice how I look. Maybe I need a little more space and ease. Beautiful. And I think that's a twofold effect because that obviously benefits them, but then that also makes you more aware of how you're mm-hmm. feeling and how you're communicating. And it's just like, you guys are both get to benefit from, from that beautiful dynamic. Yeah. Well, Ray, man, thank you so much. I mean, you are doing such great work and for anybody that's a single parent and would even love some more tools and tips and tricks i mean i cannot recommend ray enough ray where can people go to find you and learn a little bit more about you my website that's ray at raydoctor.com r-a-y-d-o-k-t-o-r.com raydoctor.com Beautiful. And we'll put all the links in the show notes, including Captain Fantastic. It's a, it's a beautiful movie. It is still a movie, but man, it is, it's one of my top 10 movies of all time. Ray, again, thank you for sharing your heart and your perspective and your mind. As always, we love having you on the show and I look forward to the next time you're on. All right. Thank thank you, you. Are you ready to take your personal, relational or business fulfillment to the next level? With one-on-one personal support, co-developed strategies and accountability, Scott have the tools, compassion and years of experience helping people just like you live an extraordinary life. Visit masteringfulfillment.com for details. If you enjoyed this show, we would be so grateful if you left a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us out immensely. Thank you so much.